0: Welcome to the Friends and Rivals podcast. Can someone send me the link? I don't know where it is. (laughs) Let's talk devils and islanders. Let's talk penguins and rangers. But let's not talk about flyers because they're a bunch of fucks which no one can deny. Which no one can deny.
1: Episode 47 Friends and Rivals podcast coming at you. I am one of your hosts, Tom Harkness. What is my name? Harkness? Harkness? Harkness whatever just fucking say your
2: names
3: steven Voytovich,
0: bill fugre
2: uncle nick leryomukrov L- L- M- o- K- <laughs> you guys are assholes
1: uh well listen we we come onto the podcast with breaking with actual breaking news tonight We have a review. Oh, what? I oh, that know that's weird. why I couldn't take it out. I was so happy.
0: Oh, Which one it, you guys did it? Now, listen, oh, man, it's a little
1: review. Is it a little short? The guy is a little short in stature,
3: but his oh, okay. uh, well, opinion you know, is huge. So it's OK. Wow. Yeah, that's a stretch.
1: Okay. Uh, so it's it's co- it's a five star review, by the way. Ooh. It is coming apparently from our shortest fan. Oh. Halloween Junkie, written on Monday. Although these guys have faces for podcasting, hey, Ooh, hey, they gosh. really know their stuff when it comes to hockey. Uh, they have great banter between each other, all while giving great insights onto the league. If you like hockey, you will love this podcast. Wow. A That's a good review. That is a glowing review. Glowing.
3: Was I really wonder? Was. Yeah, I think I heard from this guy today his favorite episode was the Steve Takeover episode. It was oh. not, Steve <laughs> I think it was. it was. I think <laughs> it's uh, not
0: anybody's favorite episode, I'm sure it was, it
1: was nobody's. But listen, his all okay, right, so let's play a little game, and it's a nickname game. If your last name was the bonus, what would your nickname be?
3: I believe nope. the fifth what Bill, nickname we'll would tom give you
1: if your if your last name was the bonus money the,
3: the bonus. bonus baby the,
1: really the bonus baby yeah the, the bonus No, you guys suck you guys are absolutely terrible boner his i i have donned him the nickname of boner the boner the boner so that was a uh, a little review From a a big hearted guy. Thank you, Brian, for that wonderful review. We certainly appreciate it here at the Friends and Rivals podcast. So we have a, a new segment this week. This week's shitty calls. After reviewing the play, the call on the ice
0: stands. We got a goal.
1: All right. These are calls by referees. During the course of a game, I'm going to play a, a clip from YouTube and uh, let's debate it. So uh, let me, uh, I'm all prepared here. I got it all queued up. I'm are going these going to gonna queue-
0: be all NHL refs?
1: Uh, these are, this is only NHL refs. Okay. So I'm banking every week. We're going to get a shitty call somewhere, right? Somewhere there's going to be uh, an absolute abortion. Yeah. And here's the first one.
2: And they've been so good battling through the injuries. You remember last year mentioned, you know, they were four and one when Barkoff was out. Lomberg, oh, big collision with Ronta. They're going to call a penalty here. Ronta is headfirst down and look out. Here come the Hurricanes. trying to get to Lomberg.
1: So Bill Lomberg runs over Auntie Ronta. Lomberg <laughs> fucked him. Lomberg <laughs> fucked her. So he runs over Auntie Ronta. Now Auntie Ronta came out to, I mean, just past the um, the the large circles on the ice where the face-off dots are in his own end. He was past the face-off circles, and he tried to play the puck. Lumberg was coming right at him, and they collided. Lumberg got called for a five-minute major. Five-minute? A five-minute major. If the goalie is going out to play the puck like that, he is taking his life into his own hands and playing the puck he is fair game.
3: In not my opinion, fair percent. game. Okay, maybe not, not fair, fair game. Maybe game. Not fair but, game.
1: But if he gets hit. he doesn't
3: have as much coverage as when he's in the crease.
1: Correct. And if he gets hit, oh, he gets hit. That is not a five minute major, in my opinion.
3: Uh,
2: yeah, I, I think if a guy was going after him, like just went to take him out, you know, if you had a goalie way out there like he was. And a guy and, you know, some goons comes try to flatline him because he's out in the out in the middle of the, trying to play the puck. That's one thing. But there's no they're both going for the puck in this situation. Does he, I
3: just I wasn't looking close enough. Does he even try to avoid him, though?
2: It happens uh, at the same well, time. There's not really, I think, any, any ability to even make that happen. It happens very quick.
1: Yeah, it, it happened really quick. Well, we can play, the it. We can play it again.
2: Last year mentioned, you know, they were four and one when Barkov was out. Lumberg oh! Big collision with Ronta.
3: He did, he does. He kind of looks like he then tries to go off to the right around him, but that's also the side that Ronta goes.
1: Yeah, but Lumberg had his head down and he's digging yeah. for the puck and he reaches out with his stick and all of a sudden he sees Ronta sliding into him at full force.
3: What's he going to do? What is he going to do? Jump over him? What's he going to do?
1: I, yeah. I, I don't even think he, he could have at that point.
2: It's like uh, what's that that famous uh, one where uh, the goalie comes out and, and like basically makes the guy do a front flip land. Was that wasn't Bure? Who was that? That you remember that, that play? Uh, the, that, the point is that the, the typically in those, those situations, the goalie's like throwing their pads up and sliding to take the guy out, or throwing a stick out there, and the guys are not really you know expecting someone to throw their whole body into them and you know have to move especially when they're they're not in the crease so right i don't i don't know how this is even even a penalty to be honest uh, to be honest uh, i don't even
1: know it's yeah. how it's a penalty i it, what so what penalty did they give him interference, interference right so has to be apparently he was ejected from the game too. five is minute major a f- and a game misconduct I want left like the game. Five
2: minute, a five minute interference call. I've never even heard of that. I've I never heard I don't, of that. I don't think that's a thing, but it had to be something else if they gave a game of misconduct. Well, let's we, This is Carolina, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah was it Carolina, here. Florida Panthers uh last week. Obviously last week. Man, but there you can't, there was you can't back
0: out of a puck battle. I mean it's you're in a puck battle. You're you're going for it. Shit. I mean, don't don't get in the way. You're gonna play chicken and you lose. Well, fuck you
1: i i i think we we all can agree that this was a shitty call by the nhl refs
3: i believe one of us last week during our what rules would we change segment even mentioned goalie out of the crease should be fair game yeah but i
1: i don't think fair game is is the right terminology i think he's allowed to be hit reasonably like any other player would be hit not necessarily an all-out friggin dog pile on the rabbit type of thing but I agree. This is a circumstance where he was out of the crease. He was trying to play the puck and they just collided. It happens sometimes. That should not have been a five-minute major nor a game as contact. And uh, poor Bill Lumberg got screwed out of that one. What is this? Is sure Ryan L- Ryan Lumberg?
3: You know That's what he did after the game, though? He went straight to shooters. Oh, did he? Yeah, they, they have the most flair.
2: <laughs> so it was a five-minute charging call. That's uh, what they do charging with a 10 minute misconduct.
1: I mean, I don't know. Sorry. I I don't, I don't buy the charging call either. I just don't.
2: That's literally nothing to do with charging. I mean, charging. is. I mean, the only way you can make that up is that if he was skating into him as fast as he could and didn't make any move to move to, to try to avoid the guy in a, you know, uh defenseless position, but the goalie jumps into the play. How it's like, uh, there's no sliding rule like in, in football where the, the quarterback slides and you talk, you go hit him after the fact. So, anyway, I think we're beating the dead horse at this point. So,
1: yeah. And I don't think he had enough time to even try to get the hell out of the way. Yeah.
2: It's no time. There's no, no time.
1: No time. Poor Auntie Ranta made a bad choice, but poor Bill Lumberg for getting a five minute major and a game misconduct off of that. Sadly. Well, you know, even in the, as we, as we shift and go around the Metro in, in Ranger games this week, notably the game, the last game against Florida. Um, the issue I had in that game was. Um, Anthony declare was going hard to the net with the puck and he barreled over Igor Shostakov and no penalty was called for interference at all. Later on. Ryan Strom was in the crease being blocked by a Florida Panthers player unable to come out of the crease, and they called, and Panarin scored on the play, and they disallowed the goal for goaltender interference. My issue with goaltender interference is if you're going to call goaltender interference and disallow the goal, give the guy a penalty because it's goaltender interference at that point. It's If you're going to disallow the goal, he interfered with the goalie. That's a penalty. Give him the penalty.
3: But it, I think it's really incidental contact that then the goalie has to, give it, has to be given a chance to recover his position from. It's not really interference. As much as it was incidental contact, goalie's got to have a chance to recover from the incidental contact, and in that case, he didn't, so that's why they said no goal, because of interference.
1: Well then change what you call it then. It should have been call called it interference.
3: It should have been called no no goal because of incidental contact.
1: Yeah, but but the the offensive player couldn't get out of the crease because the defender was blocking him from getting out of the crease.
3: Well, then the then the ref should have the balls to say, you know what? No. They that's don't that's a goal. See that's a goal right? because of it.
1: Right. They don't have the balls to do well, that. Well, they absolutely do not have the balls to do that. So Rangers certainly had a, uh, a very interesting week when we last left you. We were going uh, on the uh, west coast to go see Edmonton in Calgary and uh two goal leads in the third to open up the third period in both of those games and uh, we know uh, not, not in Calgary though they got absolutely annihilated in Calgary. why, why is that? They're an, a a superior fundamental team, but we'll we'll get to that. But the Edmonton game featured a a move by Connor McDavid that will be shown for forever, a very long time. forever. for a very long time. Now the Rangers aren't typically—I don't remember if they've ever had a goal like this scored against them or been in been in a replay that will be used for the next decade to the next hundred years of the NHL. I think the devils were oh, with Alex with Ovechkin
3: rolling Ovechkin Ovechkin right? down, rolling on his back scoring. Yeah. yeah.
2: Good Lord. Is it heaven? That was
3: against the devils?
1: Yeah. That, that was well, oh, the, the, the one that you might be thinking of though, that one might've been against Arizona, but there was yeah, another was one where he came in and deked and I forgot who, I think it was Colin white or something like that. He deked out of his shoes. Uh, and came in and scored, but, and, and then there's the flip side of that. I've never had a player on my team score one of those goals like a Sidney Crosby would. So it's um to be on, on this side of it really fucking sucks. <laughs> really. F- and, and look, I couldn't even be on Twitter on Saturday morning because that's all I saw was those goddamn replays of Connor oh, McDavid was, yeah, just be using the new york rangers
0: you had to hold your shit the whole day what's that whole day you had to hold your shit the whole day
1: no no, i i i was on the twitter but i i flew right past those anytime i saw an edmonton colored jersey went scrolled as quickly as i possibly could uh then they went to calgary and just got their asses handed to them just it got completely annihilated Then they go uh, a home game against Florida. You expect them to lose, and they play a really solid game for the first, you know, two and a half periods, and then all of a sudden it's a 4-3 hockey game, and they almost blow it at the end. So the third periods have got to change for the New York Rangers. they got to hold those leads, um, and they'll win more games. It's as simple as that. So a couple of things uh, from the Rangers. Igor Shosturkin is – playing out of his mind. And if he continues to play this way, uh, I think the Rangers make the playoffs just on, on his goaltending alone. Um, because his, his saves um, to stop goals that should be goals. Um, there's about four or five a game, at least four or five a game. And that's because our defense is just terrible. Absolutely terrible. Keandre Miller and um, Jacob Truba as a pair this year, and Truba's look, he tries real hard. He hits people. I, I like Jacob Truba a lot, but Keandre Miller, I think is a minus six for the year, minus seven for the season. Um, and, and that just can't be, he scored a beautiful goal against Florida, but you know, there could be other players that uh, could be up here that could be doing a better job than Keandre Miller. There's, there's three people on the Rangers right now, young guys, that I think need to spend some time in Hartford in order to get those fundamentals, in order to get their confidence levels up. Keandre Miller is one, Capocacco is another one, and Lafreniere is another one. So those three guys could spend some time. There could, you could even put a fourth one on there with, with, um, with Lundquist. So there's four guys that could be spending some time in Hartford and gives another four guys an opportunity to come up and see what they can do. What is it going to hurt at this point? I don't think it's going to hurt anything. Chris Kreider is uh, just on a tear to open the season. Um, everybody's going to be really upset when he doesn't score 30 goals this year, when he kind of disappears in the uh, middle of the middle of the season and then kind of turns it on toward the end of the season. But I I, I really wonder if he's actually going to hit the 30 goal mark this year. It's going to be very, uh, going to be very close. And uh, you know, Adam Fox, I, I, every week it seems every week, it seems like I'm saying some glorious things about Adam Fox and he's just, he's just amazing to watch night in and night out.
3: I texted you. I texted you. Nothing better than a defenseman scoring a shorthanded goal. And
1: and and Goudreau made that play. I mean, he made the pass, and there was time was running out in the period, and everybody just forgot about him. And Adam Fox continued to play. There's still something off about Artemi Panarin. I I don't know what it is yet. He just doesn't look right on the ice. He's doing all the things. He's getting the assists. He's getting points. His shots aren't hitting the net, which was one of the key things about him last year was every shot he took hit the net, hit the goalie or hit the back of the net. This year he's, he's, he looks more like Alexei Kovalev, uh, you know, taking shots from the point, hitting the glass or missing wide. He just, there's, he just seems a little off to start this season. Um, and look a little adjustment and he's going to be right back to his star level. Filipito is hurt again. I can't believe how many times a season this guy gets hurt. This one was self-inflicted wounds. Sammy Blaze um, took out two Rangers against on the Florida uh, in the Florida game. He took Heedle nice. out of the game, um, and he took uh, another guy out with an open ice hit. His own player. It reminds me of what? Who's it? Mike Keene that took out uh, Pat Lafontaine back in the day.
0: Oh um, yeah, Keene ended and, him. And,
1: you know, you got to stay out of each other's way. He's a really good, solid player, but he, he needs to start learning how to skate in open ice a little bit. And lastly, I'm, I'm just not a fan of, of Gallant as a coach. Sorry. I'm just not 10, ten you know. games in. We've decided. Um, I, He's got to, he's got to do something to turn it around here. He's got to do something to turn it around. I, I it's, it's not about the personable uh, approach with the players. Right. Cause we, we talked about that. Um. There's got to be something else. He's not demanding. They, they don't know his system, and he talked about this today in, in in the interview after practice is about maybe we need to remind the players on on the system that that we want to play and how to play and and what your approach needs to be. But they look gassed at the end of the game. Does anybody else's team look completely gassed by the time the third period rolls around? They they look like they got nothing. I,
3: I honestly have noticed a couple of games where the Devils have looked exhausted. Yeah. Not, not even just at the end of the game, at the end of each period.
1: Um, I don't know that I noticed it at the end of each period, but I can tell by the third period, they're just completely gassed and they got nothing left. When Tortorella was running things, it was fitness. We're going to be the fittest team in the NHL. Even David Quinn said the same thing, get these guys into shape so they can survive and play in those third periods and they can survive long stretches of play the Rangers don't seem like they put that amount of energy in their fitness and to get guys skating for long periods of time, like you're supposed to do in a normal training camp to, it didn't look like any of that happened in training camp for the Rangers this year. And it's going to take time for the Rangers to get there.
3: But don't you think those things kind of go hand in hand, right? If they aren't a hundred percent familiar with the system, they're exerting extra effort that they might not have to, had they know, had they, had they been, more accustomed to the system they're playing in yeah agree and and then and then they'll be fresher for the end of the game
1: yeah and look they play play 13 games they're one of four or five teams that have played 13 games this season the majority of them on the road and they're seven three and three one game above 500 but you know four games above nhl 500 so it can't be all that disappointed about where they stand right now but they got a lot of things to fix for a seven three and three team. They got a lot of shit they need to fix. They need to really, they need to really get things, you know, taken care of if they want you to. You
2: know, do you think they're overachieving a little bit right now?
1: I think Shostakin is winning games for them that they shouldn't be winning.
2: Yeah, there's, there's I mean, just
1: there's no question about it. I mean, you look at at uh, you know games against Vancouver. You know, he 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 literally stole that game. You go back and you look at the Seattle game, um, the Nashville game, the Toronto game. you look at all these games. those are four four or five games that just rattled off that there were wins because of him with if we had George net, or if he wasn't playing up to the, to the level he was playing right now, there's no way they win those games because they've been severely outshot um, and they've been outplayed in the third period in all of those games. so Bravo to you Igor Shustarkin through the through the first 13 games you are my Vesna trophy winner. Congratulations. Keep it up, pal. My Vesna trophy winner.
3: <laughs> team M, you could have just gone with team MVP.
1: Uh I don't uh, I don't know, is he? Fox Shustarkin, I don't know. It, it's well, a uh it's I think it's a battle between So why so
3: you should just guys. then uh, obviously give Fox his second
0: norris trophy obviously
3: right? i mean if, if he's not the mvp of the team if I he's mean, if the mvp offering. of the team and shirkin's not but shirkin's the the vesna trophy winner well then fox has to be the norris trophy winner
1: you might as well your, let's give him your the, logic him doesn't up. flow but we, we get where you're going with let's it. give him the heart while we're at it too
3: <laughs> might as well
1: why might, might as well give him the heart trophy <laughs> while we're talking about it might as well it was a shitty transition but whoever wants to go next Go ahead,
2: all uh, right, Nick. <laughs> all right,
3: the so, Islanders.
2: We're going to the Islanders now. We're going to the
3: Islanders. Uh, Let's the Islanders. get New York all together a, out of the way. From a from a, from a fake <laughs> Vesna Trophy winner to a to a team with a goalie who might actually really win it.
0: True, true. And wow. Varlamov's um, back. Tell us about it. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold
3: on, hold on.
1: I'd be willing to make a wager on this.
3: What? Oh yeah. Who who finishes higher in the Vesna trophy? The finalists
1: voting? between the either of the of the knuckleheads on the island or Schusterken. Mm. No,
3: I'm not no, I'm not.
1: What do, you, what do you mean? No, you you no. can't open your mouth and then freaking back off.
3: Yes, I can. Watch me. Yes. I just did. You're a wuss. Nick? You're I'll take wuss. that bet. Oh, there you go. Really? You want to do Damn. a hat? Damn. You want to do a hat
1: or something or something uh, a little bit more creative?
3: I'm a shirtsy of the player.
1: Uh, a shirt? No. Nah. Well, yeah, I would. I would buy Nick. Uh, it's just I wouldn't buy him a Sturkin one. I'd buy him. Uh, no,
3: yeah. he gets a Varlamov, or you get a Schuster Sturkin. All right,
1: I I can do that. A, a, a shirtsey. Shirtsey. I might need an extra large. I might
2: I might gain a few more points <laughs> by the time we get okay. to this number. Double X. That's fair. Hey, <laughs> double X.
1: Now the shirt uh... from Billy.
2: Oh, I think I think those is taller than you, and just has you know your frame. You're saying Billy's more girthy than
1: I
0: am. He's big boned.
2: Yeah, he's big boned, man. Come on, be nice to Billy. Plenty
3: of room in the crotch. I I am.
1: I will not be nice to Billy. All right, so it's the bet. Whoever finishes higher in the Vesna Trophy,
3: um, write it down. There
2: you
1: go. Make
3: a note. I can't get get in on this with Tristan Jari. Why do people? Ooh, ooh, Billy wants in. It's a three way.
1: (laughs) It's a three way. You you want Jari
3: in there? I'm fucking
0: kidding. Obviously, he's so drunk.
1: I'm so drunk.
0: Well, parents Penguins yeah. have a better chance for trading for somebody who's going to be a Vesna candidate.
1: All right, let's let Nick talk about that. All right.
0: Well,
2: mm-hmm. we'll we'll start on. on uh, well, now Isles. you know
1: what I'm thinking. No I'm kidding.
2: Styles <laughs> 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 so went two and one this week. Uh, some pretty good. Uh, some quick, pretty good, good, solid hockey. Uh, even though we obviously, you know, I, I think uh could have easily gone to own one or. or Three and zero, but didn't kind of work out that way. Uh, power play was pretty much uh, useless this week. Uh, over five, uh, five or six in the penalty. The penalty kill. We've now we're now five three and two on the road this year, which is pretty good when we've had zero home games mm-hmm. uh, at this point. Um, and uh, it's setting us up with uh, three more games on the road trip. This is the last three, and then and then we're back home for the first time. This season, the new, the new stadium. And, uh, and and we it's have- an We're arena, gonna-
1: goddamn! It. It's arena. an arena. It's the third week
2: in a row we had to do this. I'm gonna say it every week. It's not gonna matter. Um, I'm
0: gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna enjoy watching Tom flip out every time we do it too. <laughs> uh,
2: so we got Devils uh, and then Florida and Tampa on the way back. Um, and back to back nights uh, next week. So and then the lat then it'll be Calgary on
3: the the twentieth and, and then Harry Styles Arena opens up.
2: Yeah, it'll be opening up before the aisle uh, start. So uh, it's getting there. It's going to be uh, two weeks from now. We'll be talking about the first home games. It'll be pretty awesome. No, I thought so, he
1: wasn't he, Styles wasn't playing there until the twenty eighth.
3: I don't know what your tickets
2: say. Yeah, I don't know. You got to tell us, man. I don't know. I- I, I sent it a, I
1: sent it on the on I, I saw it on the on the Twitter that he was playing there on the twenty-eighth and the islanders play the twentieth. So it seems the islanders are the first and not this uh, this styles guy that we keep talking about.
2: All right. Anyway. So quick recap in the week. Um Iles played on Thursday, they played against the Canadians, obviously in Montreal. Uh was one six two. There was four goals from Brock Nelson. Uh skipping straight from typical Brocktober to straight to Brock November Brock Vember. Um he is just starting his his usual streak. This guy is majorly a streaky guy when it comes to goals. Um immediately
1: Brock Vember ever again. Brock Vember. And it doesn't just doesn't work. Brocktober works very well, but I like Brock 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 Vember. Rocuary. No, uh, it, it doesn't no, it doesn't work. I it
2: like doesn't like work. Brock work We're going Brock Vember. So anyway, uh <laughs> Nelson had goals all over the place. Sorokin was dynamite. Multiple big saves, breakaway, everything shut out through 56 minutes, lost the shutout. Um, you know, is what it is. Uh there was one of the goals was, uh, was, was a broken stick on a two on Chara on a two on one. So, you know, that was just kind of like he broke his stick and then he's trying to get back and didn't work out. The other goal was a five on three at the end of the game. Uh, then Montreal finally broke through, uh, you know, on a five on three. So, you know, those two goals was standing and he was outstanding. The rest of the game Isles were up five, nothing in the second, at, at one point, um, you know, interesting part of this was char had 21 minutes of ice time he led the team um i i don't know if that's just trust trying to put him out in all situations and trying Maybe because to, they
3: were up by a lot
2: yeah just trying to keep him going with the uh, you know get they've been trying to get him acclimated to the system he's been looking better but you know there's obvious times when he looks old and slow and it's just going to be the case he's that's his his deal he's more positional than ever you know he needs to stay in position at all times and I think as the season goes on, he's like I said before, he's he'll be fine. Um, but it's a weakness on the team. There's the a lefty man that you know we need um, take over that spot full time, and I, I don't think it's Char if we're going to win the cup. Um, so, but more on that later. Um, Jets. Uh, we played the Jets on Saturday. Uh, Isles won two nothing in a shutout, the third first rook in the season, and he's had a few other games uh, that. I think at least two other games, not you know obviously the one I just mentioned, where he just missed out on a on a um a shutout. He's been playing lights out. Um, and so he twenty four saves in the game. Um, Brock Nelson has fifth uh, fifth in two games. Uh, Lee scored a scored a goal. Marzal hit a hit the crossbar on a clear breakaway and should have been a three nothing game. Uh, Isles. Just perfect game for them. Team is clicking. Palmieri led all forwards in ice time, uh, which is interesting to see. But uh, I mentioned it because uh, only because um called out uh, trying to get JG Paget on more ice time, uh, mostly because he's awesome, but he's also our third center. So there's times where um, because of the fourth line getting a lot of minutes, all, more than most teams, um, then JG sometimes gets kind of, I guess, not. he's not always on the ice in all situations with, say, like, on the, the wing or something where they want to just get him on there. And I think Trotz wants to get more time more, – more of him on the ice because he's just such a good player. Um, And uh, he had 15 minutes of the play time, Um, and, uh, you know, that was – he had, like, 12 minutes the, week, the game before. So just kind of getting him back into it. And I think he's just trying to balance, like, the everything again and figuring out – I mean, you you play a, a full season and a lot changes from the previous season. They're just – it's, it's even though the team is basically the same team it's i guess just there's some pieces they're trying to make work a little differently with having palmary all year round and and wallstrom is you know starting to like he's on he's on the squad the full time less movement of pieces so um lastly the wild we played back to back uh with wild the wild um on sunday uh the score is five to two but it was a three two game late in the game two empty netters um Isles were actually winning 2-1 going to third, and then uncharacteristically had two two um two goals against in the third and end up losing the lead. Um, this was Varlamov's first game back. He looked pretty solid for the most part. 34 saves. I mean, you know, not not bad with three goals. So uh, 37 shots on net, right? So not not bad. And um, looking at the goals, uh, he had a double deflection goal which he couldn't stop. Just you know, bouncing everywhere, and then um, the other two goals were both glove side high, which he, uh, one was off rebound. The other was a clear shot. Um, but that's something I think will come up. He'll get back, you know, the timing with his glove hand will, will probably, um, you know, as he gets back into like the flow of things, be fine, but sharp. Otherwise, and that's a good thing for the Isles and bad news for the rest of the league. When, you know, when that, when those two guys are both, both our goalies are, are on fire. Um, but, but clearly Sorokin has been um, the best player for us. Um, much like the Rangers, but I think a little different in that the Rangers, uh, the Isles play a much more defensive game. So, um, you know, it's, it's a bit better for for them. That's, that's what they need. Um, I guess in the Rangers situation, obviously like, you know, if the defense is, is hanging them out to dry, you know, he'll, um, Sirokin's going to, you know, obviously be huge for them to be, have any kind of success, but as soon as that starts to fall off, they're going to it's gonna be very noticeable compared to the Isles where Sirokin's, you know, got a much better defensive system in front of them. Um but it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um and then uh just a couple of other things we had going this week. Uh, I think the Boychuk contract think traded was before last or after our last um our last uh podcast. So essentially we sent uh Boychuk over to the Sabres uh for a future hand job um to ins- just so ensuring that uh, the Sabres could hit the the bottom uh, the floor of the uh, the salary cap in order for the Eichel trade to make to work for them, um, and so with that happening, uh, we cleared six million dollars off of this year, uh, allowing us to have some cap room for um, for future uh, accumulation for the end of the year for uh, trades uh, the playoffs before playoffs, um, and then not only that, but. Just a little bit ago, Uncle Leo is going to the KHL. And Isles and, and Uncle Leo Komarov have mutually agreed to part ways, and uh, Leo's going to be heading through the waivers tomorrow. And once he clears, unless he gets uh, be- claimed,
3: I mean, he might. You know, you never know. I-, I heard
2: Arizona's looking for somebody. It <laughs> could be. Who knows? <laughs> so he'll be going to he'll be going to SKA in, um, in the K. And um, once that happens, another 1.87 million laying off the books. Um, that's from the, the, the buried cap we had from him. Um, we'll be around 3.8 uh, total cap space with you know more accumulating from you know, at the, for the end of the year. They're not gonna have any problems loading up at the end of the year, yeah. That's just if they need to. So, with all that happening, I have no um, problems replacing Chara.
3: <laughs>
2: no, no, no problems, no problems. But, um, what's really Kind of like this is the culmination of all this at this point. We'll see what happens after this, but
3: culmination.
2: So, <clears throat> as I said, culmination. So um, only of the bad deals that were left, we had to move. Only it's only two one-year deals. It's uh, Thomas Hickey, and his deal ends at the end of the year. He's buried, and then Cal Cal Thorbuck's three point five million deal, you know a year deal. His deal will expire, and then they'll resign him likely for you know less money, longer, come maybe a couple of years, and probably. Tournament close to Martin's deal, I guess. Um, but that really is crazy to me because beginning before this, you know, during the offseason, we had all these contracts we had to move. Um, I was worried we weren't gonna make any of this happen. But in the last few months, Lou has gotten rid of Andrew, Andrew Ladd, Nick Letty, Leo Komarov, and now Boychuk. All gone. That's $20 million of salary cap, essentially dead money because except for Letty. Lad, Boychuk, Chuck, dead. Just useless guys. And not, you know, Cleo's a good guy. He played first line minutes, first line minutes for us. He should never have done that, but we didn't have a guy to replace Lee. So what are you gonna do? Um, and Letty's the only guy that, like, even though we didn't want to trade him, his contract was really a lot for what he was we had left for his deal. And um, they need to move on to from for to move him for something else to get everybody else into the cap. And all of that said, 20 million dollars of those four guys gave up a second and a conditional third so to me that is actually i think he should be the the of the year this year but he won't be he'll be somebody else because you know that's it didn't make any sense for him last year but this year he's making all these deals and signing the guys he needs to sign so at this they didn't they didn't change
1: they didn't change the name of the award to the Lou lamarillo Award. um that's that's next that has to be coming
2: so at this point in the year, I feel I'm very, very happy with what he's done so far. Now, what he does with the cap room at the, you know, getting you know from now until the trade deadline will be interesting to see. And hopefully we don't give up too much. Um, you know, we've got quite a bit of, of, uh, of our draft picks left. We don't have, i well, I looking at the wrong thing there. Whoa. Screw it up here. Where's my cap Hit friendly. Here it is. Um, we have a. We have a, a, the Avalanche second uh, this year. We trade ours, ours away. And we, we have the conditional third in, in 2023 we don't have, uh, potentially. So that could come back to us, and we could be looking at just missing, like, a fourth and a seventh this year. And the rest is everything is there. Our firsts are all there. We have our seconds. Colorado's, you know, our thirds, except for conditional. So, I mean, realistically, the draft picks are all still there. They haven't, you know, bare, you know emptied the cupboards and trading for guys. It's been surprisingly, weirdly good, Um, and I'm a little nervous about what's going to happen now that he's got all his cap room. Now that he has the room, what's he going to? How's he going to screw it up? Well, that's always the worry. It's like, well, what are we going to do with all this cap room? Obviously, we need a left defenseman. That's like the number one target. Nothing else matters. And then from there, it's going to be, you know, maybe they try to make a move for another guy I, I don't see it being another like long-term guy like he's done the last couple nah, of years no, just a rental it's gonna have to be rentals at this point which means you know futures for that so we'll yeah. see what happens lou, lou might strike early if he can make something work um depend we'll have to start you know start looking at left left defenseman who you could fit in the team and contract and he's i'm sure targeting somebody or getting those those ideas flowing and if he makes an early move it'd be probably benef- more beneficial than waiting till like, the end of the end of the, you know, the season, essentially, because, you know, we can get them acclimated to the system, get them all ready yeah, to go, yeah. and then be ready for the playoffs. So I also have a lot going on right now um, on the up and up. And then next week is the last week. This coming week is the last week of the, the road trip. Very much looking forward to finally seeing the first game in the new stadium.
3: Over to you, Steven. New stadium, Jesus Well, oh, thank you. The Devils had another very Jekyll and Hyde week. Very lackluster overtime defeat to the Kings, which only made it to overtime thanks to a a well-played third period by everybody on the team, not named Damon Severson, who had three penalties in the third. Just atrocious. So they salvaged a point versus L.A., and then followed that up with a slightly better game against San Jose, which they came out with a win in the shootout. Again, they had to score late to get it to overtime. But when the game got to the shootout, Lindy decided to throw a curveball at everybody. And he chose Damon Severson as the third shooter. What a move, though. Over Heesher, Johnson, Zaka, and Sharon Govich. But what a what a move. It paid dividends because Severson came through. Scoring for a a little bit of redemption, so that redemption and a flight east was all it took for them to uh, sprinkle a little magic, because they utterly dominated the Florida Panthers last night, 7-3. to Florida lost the second time in two nights in regulation, their first two regulation defeats on the season, and it was the first time they lost this season when scoring first. Six, uh, 13 Devils had at least a point. Six of them had at least two points. And some of the highlights were uh, Alexander Holtz getting his first NHL point and Ty Smith with a goal and two assists for his first three points on the season. Even the power play, which was under 10% on the season, scored two out of four times. Under 10%? They were under 10% going into the game. It's like having and a they credit rating. It's like 27, and they were in 27th. What? It's like yeah. having
1: a credit rating of under 500. Very hard to do.
3: Yeah. So seeing as how we're talking about uh, players that have been sort of guiding the team or leading the team this year, I got to give a credit where credit is due. Andreas Janssen is having an incredible bounce back year. After only having eleven points in fifty games last year, he's already up to nine in just eleven games. Were
1: not you and bashing him a couple of weeks ago? I was. No, no,
3: I, no, I wasn't bashing him. I think I sent out the image where it was that he was the surprise star of the week.
1: No, before you follow that, follow us on you, Twitter. You you had mentioned something that he was invisible or something. Well, you were you were not happy with him. He was one of the people you were not happy with.
3: Maybe I reversed. Maybe I reversed courses for him. He's welcome. He's even looked, he he's even looked somewhat not lost on the defensive side of the puck. I kind of wonder how much credit for his play, though, should go to Dawson Mercer. Because Mercer is a really solid two-way player. So maybe having him there, Johnson's like, oh, I can, you know, relax a little bit and he knows the system a little bit better. He might have had some COVID issues last year. So add those things, three, three things up and uh, he's having a nice bounce back here big test coming up this weekend we got the islanders tomorrow followed by back-to-back games this weekend against the bruins and then the rangers so three really tough games coming up i'm hoping they can take the positive energy from the game against the panthers and and keep it going
1: your your game against the bruins down on the road or
3: is at home home all right sorry so that's what's going on in Newark. What's happening out in uh, the Pittsburgh?
0: <sighs> <laughs> that's what's going on in Pittsburgh. Okay, it cool. is the same wow. shit every game. It's just it's just one game is the same as the other is the same as the other. So since our last since the last time we all talked, three overtime games. Um, they. Managed to beat the Flyers in overtime. Fuck the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. Fuck the Flyers. Um, after they, you know, had a lead in the third period and blew the lead in the late in the third period, and uh, and and the game went to overtime. Chris Letang actually managed. This is the first time, you know, Chris Latang scored a goal that that he didn't even think he scored. I don't think anybody in the building thought he, that he scored. Uh, he he went in for a wraparound in overtime. Um, got it in on the post as Carter Hart was kicking it away and bang, bang. The puck was, was out. Didn't look like it went in. Um, and then uh, Latang got hit and a, a, a fight started in the corner. All these players are fighting and, and then somebody thinks to look, Hey, did, did that puck actually go in? Um, so uh, you know, Hart was swinging his foot to the post. Latang was on his back end uh, just got it in and, And it did kind of roll on its side over the line before it ended up getting knocked back out again. So just, just barely got over. And and as it turns out, the penguins won, which was good because I don't think Tristan Jari is ever going to win another shootout in his career. I, I, I think it, it seems to be, I mean, it might be related to last year's playoffs where Jari was exposed for his hellaciously bad glove hand, Um, and, and maybe he's standing up trying to protect that glove side for too long, but I mean, he's just not even reacting when players in a, in a penalty shot or a shootout situation come in and, and make a move and skate around him and just put it in a big yawning net because he's not getting down. Um, so I don't, I don't know what his deal is, but, uh, the, the next two games after that Flyers games, both went to a shootout. Um, the Penguins had a a four, two lead over, uh, Minnesota um blew that lead in the last uh five minutes um that one went to a shootout and uh and and they lost and then again they they were in Chicago um last night where they have the Penguins have not won since 2009 didn't win yesterday to to break that one um but they were down two nothing in the third period Jeff Carter scored a couple of times to to even up the game uh, but you know they, they didn't score in overtime, so it went to a shootout, and and inevitably they lost to marc Andre Fleury, and and the Blackhawks in a shootout because Mark Andre Fleury is not, not a bad shootout goalie. Um. So uh, so three overtime games, one ended up being a win, a couple were losses. Um. I guess on the on the positive side, you, there's some signs that certain players on the Penguins are, are starting to wake up a little bit. Um. I mentioned Jeff Carter had the two goals against Chicago uh, good to see him like, you know, kind of getting maybe into the swing of things a little bit. He has not been very productive uh, the game prior to that against uh, Minnesota. Um, Kasperi Kapanen had a hat trick. His first three goals of the season all came in one game, um, but unfortunately it was not enough for them to win. But um, you know, he had been sort of invisible uh, in, in the early season uh, and and they really need him quite a bit with, in the absence of obviously Malkin and Crosby. Uh, So seeing those guys come on was a, was a good thing, but there's, there's just not enough night to night. There's just not a lot of balance um, through the lineup and, and the scoring is, you know, they're not going to have that seven goal outburst anytime soon. Um, I mean, well, they, I should say they had one against Toronto. I, I, I hardly count them as an NHL team, but uh, you know, they, they, I, I don't see them scoring, you know, a, a, a bunch of goals against a quality opponent um, in the near future. It's just it look like it's going to happen. It looks like it's going to be more of these grinding games. Um, and, and to that end, it was a good thing that, you know, they, they've got Latang back. Um, Latang is, is making a difference defensively and, and offensively for that matter. Uh, but, you know, when, when he comes in, uh, they lose Pedersen. They lose Dumoulin in the in the COVID protocol. Obviously, Crosby's still out, Mike Sullivan's still out um, with the the, the COVID uh, protocol, and and not sure when they're going to come back. So um, it's a lot of you know trying to trying to piece together these games with um, duct tape and and bubble gum, and trying to get a point here and there, and that's that's all they're managing. Uh, I guess to their credit, they they haven't managed to lose in regulation in a while. Uh, so they're 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 getting a point here and there, um, and treading water a bit. But uh, but it's ugly. Um, it, it's been ugly watching them try to hold on to leads in the third period. Um, they can't. They simply can't do it. They're, they they leave the league in, in uh, empty net goals against. Um, and it's uh, I don't know. I don't know what's the next. You know. I, I guess I can only hope that they have another opportunity to. To even have a lead late in the game and and, and trying to protect it so we'll, we'll see. but it um, still got the rona yes he's I, I don't know what his symptoms are like but uh but he is still out he's still out with covid so that's the story in pittsburgh it's uh they're pretty mm-hmm. short-handed and it's and it's getting pretty ugly
1: yes it is it's uh it's very unfortunate for them very very unfortunate for them Yeah, I'm sure everybody
0: feels really bad for it. I
1: don't. I really don't because I called this, by the way. Called COVID? Well, well, I mean, I I didn't call COVID. I called the...
3: Hey, COVID, could you run over to Pittsburgh and maybe give them all sickness? I
0: started calling the demise of the Pittsburgh Penguins this year. Well, I've been calling that on and off for like the last five years.
3: I don't know if so, you. I don't know if you really get a, a lot of credit for that. They're all getting a lot older. It's you know it was bound to happen eventually.
0: They're good. I mean that there's still a chance that they've got a pretty good team if if they have everybody healthy. But that but everybody healthy has not happened to the Penguins in the last like uh, half a. has It hasn't
3: happened for the Devils yet either. No,
1: nah, poor Jeff.
3: So, we'll see. Jack,
1: Jack. You betcha.
3: And now it's time for trivia with Bill. Yeah.
0: Oh, we jump into that already. I have a new trivia book. Look at that. Look Woo-hoo! at that book. Fantastic stuff, right? That looks great. And with this new trivia book, um, I've got a hundred questions. If I don't if
3: I don't like the first morning. question, are, it's going back.
0: Are we doing well, all hundred is- tonight? No. Oh. Whew. Nick got really excited for a second though. I could tell. <laughs> yes, so, he did. But <laughs> I
2: dig it, second. Right. I'm just trying to get stuff. Sorry.
0: So I have got a hundred. I've got a hundred questions here. And and because you guys get on me for, for picking them, I got a new thing. I'm not gonna fucking pick the question. You're gonna pick the question. So you guys, I need somebody to pick an integer between zero and hundred and one. And that's the 69. question that I'm going to ask. That's
1: fucking math geek, unbelievable <laughs> jerk off. <Yep>.
0: Sixty
2: nine.
3: Sixty nine. Yes. <laughs> nice.
1: Bravo. Yeah. Bravo.
3: Fitting that the first one be sixty nine. Yes. Bravo.
0: And this is this is very interesting because this because this book that I got is up to date on, until the start of this season. So, all right, question number sixty nine. <laughs> Who was the first player of the 2019 NHL entry draft to register an NHL point? And it's multiple choice. You want me to give, give you guys a multiple choice? Or you just want to 2000...
2: 2000... Which, which year? 2019.
0: 2019 NHL draft. 2019. And the choices are A... Peyton Krebs, B, Jack Hughes, C, Capo Caco, or or D, Ville Heine Hola? Oh, Heine I, I, What team does Heine play on? Ville. We got to get you his jersey. Ville Heinola. Why why have I never heard of that guy? Anybody know who that is?
3: (laughs) I don't think Jack registered a point in his first game and kako was a couple of games so i i don't think it was kako i'm gonna go with Billy. i could be wrong but I, I really don't think jack got a point in his first game uh, as much as so i'm gonna go, I go with whoever a whatever a was yeah as much as i want to go with Kane heine hole i think i gotta go with krebs
0: i'm gonna go with krebs, krebs as krebs. well and go with Billy. Billy. and nick is correct it is, is it's hole Hole, whenever man. it comes to yes, the hiney sir. hole
2: nick is right there
1: i mean nick is, come on guys nick is on the honey on the hiney hole all
2: that's the time. my that's my favorite place to be hi hole.
1: wait first <laughs> off wait wait hold on
2: this trivia book sucks
1: I, I, do all the all questions right. give what? you multiple
0: choice so they they do this but we is can ruining do our, our can...
3: shtick i'm gonna take the i'm gonna so, take the book back choice. i think i'm returning the book <laughs> I, I i don't like this
1: I, I don't well why. let's let's try next week without the let's, multiple choice. We could do it without the multiple choice. Yeah, I think that would work. We we, well.
3: we could start in the beginning without the multiple choice. And then if if we don't get any, if we don't get it right away, we can then be given the multiple choice answers. Oh yeah. Okay, so then
0: do you want to do another one? Do you want to do just one more? Yeah, let's tonight?
3: let's just... practice how that yeah, would go. Okay. That
0: sounds like a good idea. All right. So somebody pick another number between mm. zero and 101. 47. Uh,
1: 47 it is episode 47 well done nick yet again
3: we could just keep going in order how stupid is that i don't
0: know just crazy oh this one's this one involves the devils yeah pressure (laughs) Pressure. okay and i'm not going to do multiple choices once so this one's going to be really hard because i'm not going to do the multiple choice what number did martin verdor wear for the new jersey devil yeah this book's
3: going back his book, his book is going back me? today. For, it's going back. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Damn it! <laughs> so close. You, know you both got, you both got that wrong. No, that's correct, actually. First number he wore with the Devils. He did wear twenty nine.
0: Well, I, 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 I. That's not even part of the multiple choice. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> really? They don't even have that. Multi- no. One, is one on there? One is not on there.
1: 69. That's what I said.
0: No, he didn't. He's he should have with a sister-in-law. Is
3: sister-in-law fucker. one of the choices? Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> Heine-hole. In Heinehole. Heinehole on there. Heine-hole. Heine-hole. Heine-hole is hole on
0: there? Heinehole is not a number. Uh, he wore number 87. 99.
1: That's Sid. 99. Oh, no. oh
0: nobody, nobody wore
3: 99. No, he's 60. he wore 66. That's disrespectful for anyone to try and wear 66. Yeah. Josh was saying. Yeah. Well, I do know it's retired by the team, so I'm going to give it away here. It's number four. Number,
0: number 27. Four for Scott Stevens. not for, No, that's Scott Niedermeyer.
1: No, it's Mike Motto. What are you talking about, Billy? Fucking Scott Niedermeyer.
0: Number three. Uh, That's Ken Danico. Uh, No, forty-seven.
1: Are we we out of retired?
0: Forty-seven. Clearly, it's clearly number
3: twenty-six.
0: It is not number number twenty-six.
3: That's retired by the Devils.
0: Yeah, is it? Of course it is. Why, Patrick Elias?
3: Why? You fucking idiot! All right, can you give us the uh, multiple choices and let (laughs) us know which letter number thirty is?
0: Is it A number three? Is it B number 30? Is it C number 31 or D number 33? Bruce Trevor. Ooh. 30, 31. 31. 31. 31. 33. For Chris 31. Money in the bank. Uh,
3: I'm going to say, I'm going to go with B.
0: Yay. Steve got it correct. So, yeah, it's just
3: put that book back in the package it came from.
0: Did you buy it on Amazon? Go uh-huh. to uh, your local UPS store.
1: I have, I'll send marked you
0: the... it. I have marked it in pen. It is my book.
1: Oh, Jesus.
3: my book forever. This, this book bucks. might be worse than the cards. 14 bucks down the
0: drinks. I think it was worse than the fucking cards. They, I, that I question looked. was
1: worse than any of the cards. I, looked, I would no rather cards. try and guess the fucking temperature of the ice
3: and tell you what no. Marty's number was. No cards available on Amazon. Sorry. <sighs> And now it's time for Impressions with Nick. I
1: still like and his hole.
3: special guest star, Steve. Fucking great.
2: Oof. All right, one second.
3: Fuck me. He's got to get in the
1: character. He's oh, got to get in the character. You see? The, the, the hat's wardrobe
2: change. Oh. The different oh.
1: hats coming on. He's oh. got like a oh. beanie hat going. I, I One thing for Nick. He, he goes all in. He's all in when he actually wants to do the impressions. He's all in.
2: I always want to do the impressions. The problem is like getting it together and getting it good and not being.
3: Yeah, it's only got seven days shit. to prepare for each each week. Wait, I, you went on the I you gotta, went on the IR for two straight weeks, pal. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I'm back. Full 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 effort. Thank you for joining our humble podcast today. I wanted to give you the opportunity to clear the air on some controversial comments you made back in August. The floor is yours
1: fucking irish or from the
2: 1940s
3: the fuck holy shit
2: thank you for the uh the intro i know it's tough to have someone like me on the show today i'm I'm currently in the crosshairs of the liberal woke mob i'd like to set the record straight before the final nail my cancel culture casket is set and i'm buried six feet under landfill of lies
3: did you lie about your COVID-19 status?
2: Well, first of all, you have to understand, this has been a witch hunt of epic proportions by the woke media and Netflix. Netflix? Well, not the company, but the people who work there. All the LBGTQ ones trying to get Dave Chappelle canceled are also trying to cancel me my career because of my beliefs and research into the vaccine.
3: So getting back to the question, did you lie?
2: I'm not some anti-vax flat earther. I I didn't lie. My team of homeopathic doctors and I gathered and reviewed over 500 pages of research to support our conclusion that the vaccination is not safe for me. For anyone to take, I have been immunized from COVID-19 safely, securely, with no side effects whatsoever, even listening to Dream Theater.
3: How are you so convinced that all the efforts from doctors around the world have concluded that the vaccine is safe, is wrong, and that a team of people without degrees are correct?
2: It's a huge conspiracy that all the efforts from doctors around the world, people for the vaccine are still getting sick and dying. It's just collusion for the front office of the NFL to look good in the media. Our stooge of a team doctor told me himself, this is just for show. Did you know vaccines cause fertility issues? I don't want my soon to be baby boy Being born with three arms or eight fingers on each hand, how's he gonna throw a football with two left feet or four eyes, actual eyes? Not like that nerd punter who wears the glasses in Indy. Don't get me started on testing policies, okay? Testing non-vaccinated people daily and vaccinated people once every two weeks is just not based in science. This is discrimination against my rights to play football and fingering my and finger banging my girlfriend behind the bleachers after every single game.
3: So what steps did you take to immunize yourself?
2: Well, for starters, I consulted with my new best friend, Joe Rogan on taking Ivermistin, which by the way was approved in Israel after 2.5 million person study.
3: I don't think that actually happened. You, you're not informed.
2: Okay. Okay. Listen to the Joe Rogan podcast and get yourself educated. Inversementin is this cheap off brand pill of the new Moderna pill. Okay. Why do people hate it? Because Trump pioneered it and there's no money to be made.
3: That's a bold statement.
2: Is it, though? I'm a big brain, deep critical thinker here. Don't don't preach to me because your government tells you to take something that will turn your unborn babies into hippies.
3: Says the man who looks more like a hippie than an actual hippie.
2: All right, all right, I can tell when the cancel culture cops are out to get me. All right, CCC, I'm out of here, man.
3: Whew. Oh man!
2: Bravo. Bravo, Nick. Steve, I, Another... I stuck with the the actual uh, you know things the whole time. I try not to to cut out in the middle of the of the you, interview. You
1: you kept that voice the entire impression. That was
3: really good. I had no. I, I only knew the beginning, middle, and end because I mm. had all the questions <laughs> this time. <laughs> this time it did get a little Trumpy right in the middle. There was yeah, a I mean, hint of yeah. like the Trump yeah. impression. Oh, yeah.
2: But <laughs> yeah. I think I noticed that too. I was like, Ooh. yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I, I, I
1: have to ask Steve, were you going for like a 1940s, yes, 50s reporter? That's exactly what I was Irish going No, I was going for go, the. Uh... You started to go a couple of different directions there. Toward the end of that first one, you were kind of teetering on Irish. There's Later a on Scottish
0: were, in
1: there too. A little bit. And a little, maybe a little Indian. I, I heard bleeding through at the end there.
0: A lot, a lot of asshole. A lot of assholes. Well, asshole, well that's,
1: well, that's part of success. The then that's part for the course.
3: I was going for, for 1950s radio guy, but, uh, Again, I was thrown on the spot at at nine o'clock. Well, what nine o five really when Nick joined the uh, podcast?
0: Yeah, but you know, I, I thought you would have done. Oh, what is me that. when when I was doing it? I just got the text during the during the show. I, I thought you would have been better at it, but I, I mean, I mean, it was okay.
3: <laughs> Wait, how the fuck did this turn on to, to turn to shit on Steve segment? <laughs> well, any impressions with Nick? I mean, you guys like, haven't Bill even was,
0: guessed. Billy did I, the questions one time. I did the questions last week. I mean. Just I thought you would have brought your A game. I've I've never been more certain of a, of of an impression than I am today. Right. So I will say this was this was a dick pick short of being absolutely Brett
2: Favre.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go the other Green Bay quarterback
3: and say Aaron Rodgers.
2: All right, you got it.
3: Wow. Good job, Tom. Way to ruin the bit. <laughs> No, no,
1: you already did that by opening your fucking mouth. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well done. Bravo, Nick. Terrible. Well done. You Bravo, well, well well done. done. I think that was spectacular, but okay. Well done. So let's go to this date in Steve's stomach. Brings us to the year of our Lord,
3: 2016. 2016. This planner actually had very nice tabs so that I could easily flip to the appropriate month.
1: Well, good. Then Flip, please flip to November.
3: November. And take us
1: to November 2nd, 2016.
3: Mm. November the 2nd, two thousand. And 16. 16. That's correct. Was a Wednesday. Oh, oh, oh. oh. week. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Hit me. I bad. had yodels I and a 20-ounce Coke Zero for breakfast.
1: I actually had breakfast. Oh, my God. Yodels? Yes. A, yodels.
3: Bre- breakfast of <laughs> Champions.
2: <laughs> Jesus.
3: Lunch was a half liverwurst and cheese sandwich with another 20-ounce Coke Zero. Uh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Liver, liverwurst. I mm, love, love a good liverwurst and cheese sandwich. Very underrated.
0: Liverwurst is fantastic. I, I, I'm ready to fight anybody who says Very it.
3: Very underrated. On this day, I played golf with Tom Harkness. Mm. Oh, shit. At Spooky Brook. Huh, And I shot an 88. Nice. I think I, I remember that round. I and did not play well. <laughs> finished it up with a barbecue burger at Miami Mike's with my good friend Bill and his son Casey where we met number 35 for your New York Rangers, Mike Richter. Mike Richter might sure. not
1: go that night
3: i i don't know i would assume you probably had something else going on and a wednesday how the hell were we playing golf on a wednesday i don't know i would assume maybe we took off maybe it was a, a, a very been. nice november day where we had some nice weather and we decided to take off yeah,
1: yeah.
3: i'll be damned i'll why be damned. why series, pray like. tell well yeah that that's it
1: that's exactly right the uh It's For the first time since 1908, the Chicago Cubs win the World Series by defeating the Cleveland Indians in 10 innings, winning the World Series four games to three. And that was this date in Steve's stomach, November 2nd, 2016. Congratulations to the Chicago Cubs. I wish I had a little money to bet on the Cubbies. They were off by one year on that. Back to the future, too. One year they were off.
3: Oh, they said fifteen,
1: right? Yeah, twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. We did. We, did we not talk about Jack Eichel trading this 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 podcast? Only? All
2: this talk, we have Jack Eichel with the Rangers, and not a mention until now. Not, I was waiting even, for you to say not something. Not even a goddamn beep. Well, listen. Good
1: luck, Jack, in in Las Vegas, and and look, the NHL keeps putting these line combinations on in Vegas. They and they, I don't think they understand that with a healthy lineup of everybody on their roster now, they can't. F- they're over the cap by twenty million dollars. I, I don't think they understand this at NHL.com because they keep putting these lines out there. Look how good the Vegas Golden Knights could be if they're all healthy. Well, if they're all healthy, they wouldn't all be on the fucking team.
3: <laughs> Do you think he even play? Like, is he going to even play this year? Oh, uh, he's he's he wants to play. If in the he Olympics. gets this right. If he gets the surgery, how many months? He,
1: it's he's four to five months. He said he wants to play in the Olympics. I don't think that's going to happen. No, yeah. I think maybe that's probably after that's the Olympic months. break. I think he's going to be practicing with the team and for the
3: stretch run. November, go January, for January, February, March, April. April's five months.
1: Well, they play until May this year, right? And we're into May.
0: Maybe the plan is just to bring him back to the regular playoffs, season? like some teams do. Yeah, some like some yeah. snake team.
2: Yeah, that seems right. Because I mean they have twenty seven million dollars in three guys on LTIR right now. <laughs> you can't make I mean, it out that's, that's insanity. And then I, even when he comes back, I mean he's he's never played with these guys before. So it's like, and he hasn't played in how long? I mean, this is a uh I don't. I don't think they're going to be in the playoff run if, if this is like uh, if they can't keep their team healthy. This is already looking bad.
1: Yeah, they're in sixth place right now in the Pacific Division, uh, only in front of the Canucks and the Kraken.
3: I mean, we can't really look at playoff standings right now because the the it's Devils while, are ahead right?
1: of the Islanders. No, yeah. we can't. We yeah, but if the
0: season ended time. today,
3: <laughs> a bunch of people would be like, "I got all these tickets and no games to go to."
2: <laughs> so another week goes by, the entire Metro. Above five hundred, only one team—one—is negative in plus-minus. That's the Rangers. That's the Rangers.
1: as the Rangers. Even, and the and are even. Is
0: even the Penguins are even. Even the Penguins are even. The Penguins are going to keep being even when they keep going to the to overtime every freaking game. And just keep accumulating points, man. That's what you want to do. I didn't think the Blue Jackets
1: would be. As you know, have a record that they do. Nor did I think the the Sabers would even be 500. Well, they're not. Not only that, in in the Metro,
3: the Penguins are the only team that's under legitimate 500. Yeah, every other team is at at least 500, except the Penguins. Except the Penguins. Except
1: Pittsburgh. The Penguins
3: of Pittsburgh.
1: So that whole talk about Kachuk was just bullshit in order for the uh, for the Golden Knights to add that uh, add that blue chip prospect in, into the into the. Trade. I still think it's an.
3: I still think it was a deal where you know twenty other teams fans were going. That's all they gave up. Exactly. How did we not have exactly. a package to do that? Well,
2: uh, it's not the problem, right? It's it's the the cap hit is
3: huge.
2: Ten million is nothing to scoff at, and then if on there's top of it, still gotta be you gotta... teams throwing a season away if you're most teams because he's gonna be on the on the LTIR for a long time.
1: But. I read I read somewhere that the Sabres owner refused to trade Eichel to the Rangers. Refused. Wow just outright refused no matter what the package was. Didn't this want him be playing didn't want him to in Manhattan.
3: Do you think it do had, had anything watch. to do with the billboard?
1: Uh yeah. <laughs> quite possible. It's it's absolutely quite possible. No, but that would have been you know, you, you trade you trade your son, the captain of your team that you gave ten million dollars to. You trade him to the big market team He's, in your state. He that, ceases that being work.
3: your son when you do want to do you, you don't want to do what's best for him medically.
1: Uh well yeah, well, it wouldn't have happened if he didn't ask for a trade after last year. So it's it's a double-edged sword there, man. It was I it think was they were part,
3: blood. I think they were I was all part and parcel of each other. I think the I seriously think that the surgery thing wasn't just over the off season. I think he wanted to get it prior to prior to the off season, and they they said no. Oh wait, that I,
1: they blend together. Two years ago, when he asked for a trade, when the when the bubble was happening. <clears throat> but you're you're right. It, it's a double edged sword there. And good luck to uh, to Jack Hughes in um, in Vegas.
0: Jack,
3: what I say, I call.
0: Not Jack, not Hughes. Jack Hughes. They say Jack they so say years. Jack
3: Hughes <laughs> will be back with the Devils hopefully <laughs> mid December. Je- well, that's Hopefully mid December. Reevaluated oh, on getting... December
1: 5th. There's still a chance for surgery.
3: No, it's going to get reevaluated on December 5th. He's healing better than they, you know, expected. Of
1: course they're going to say that. What are they going to say? He's, he's it's not, not a,
3: it's it's not a Miles Wood situation where he plays a preseason game. And then he doesn't play the next preseason game because of quote bumps and bruises, and then a Ooh. month later they decide to have give him hip surgery. Totally different situation. Thank God he's not
1: 80 years old. Holy crap!
3: It's a good thing that his game isn't predicated on the fact that he's fast. Oh wait, it is.
1: Boy, you don't like Miles Wood, do you? Not I just a little bit.
3: I'm not nervous that now this bit. surgery. He's going to ruin him even more. Well, who else? Didn't um, Kucherov have the Didn't Corey Schneider have the same surgery and then he wasn't the same player for a year and a half? Well, yeah.
1: Kucherov had the, had the hip surgery, didn't he, last year? Isn't that what kept him out for so long? And he did
3: just fine when he came back. Maybe he didn't really have surgery. Maybe it was all just a lie. You can't trust the Lightning. You can't trust the Lightning. Why? You can't trust anybody from Florida everybody knows that Uh, i agree especially not people who leave their christmas lights up all year long
1: Uh, okay that's where we're gonna end uh, that's where we're gonna end tonight uh go on to um, itunes and write a review we'll read on the air like we did tonight Give us a rating. If you don't want us to read the review, we won't. Just uh, make sure you include that. No problem. But uh, go out there, turn on your notifications for our show so you never miss a new episode of the Friends and Rivals podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Friends underscore Rivals. Till next week, Billy,
0: say something witty. Episode 47, Friends and Rivals is signing off. This is 50s Radio Guy. See you next
1: week. That was stellar. That was stellar. (laughs) I'll sing us out
3: thank you for listening to the friends and rivals podcast this has been the friends and rivals podcast we thank you for listening